All right, welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. Got filter with me as always, filter cord. Yeah, and Johnny <laughs> Riot. We're really yeah, going off the cuff today. Yes, yeah, uh, fire from the hip. Yeah, swing two, swing two. No plan, honestly. When we go into most of these, <laughs> no, I've never planned ahead in any way. Yeah, I think what? that I think that comes off. I think people can tell. Yeah, I think they can. Definitely hope. Yeah, we we hope you guys are hope you guys are really really into that. Um, so I, as I was going through, I was uh, like kind of setting up the show, and I looked at our like hashtags for last week, and I I'm still pretty proud that we got to use the cyberpunk uh, "Where's Johnny" tag because you weren't mm. there for the last show. <laughs> That's funny. So we found Johnny. Yeah, it so was a it was it was a, it was a crazy past uh, week or so. Yeah, I feel like this has been a really long year already. Yeah, it, last uh, we didn't. We usually do take um, one week off during like Christmas, uh, and it's usually like for Christmas. But this year we mm. kind of skipped over that, so yeah, we I took mean, off last week. Like, but we still did stuff. Yeah, Christmas was on a Friday, right? The, yeah. Like, yeah, most ideal day for it to be on. And then New Year's was on a Friday. Yep. Again. So it's like, yeah, we were, it was like perfect. Plus, I mean, I think that a lot of people aren't like you know, traveling out of state to visit family or whatever for the holidays. So yeah, we still did something. We didn't do a normal episode just because there was like a single news story and basically nothing else on earth going on. So uh, we were like, okay, that's a good time to take a little break. Um, We did play, uh, I guess we, yeah, we played uh, bunkers and badasses with Ian Moss, Mm -hmm. our BM. I had a BM during the episode. So you got to listen carefully for that. You can tell. yeah, I actually left the... I enhanced the audio during the Kerploosh. Okay, that's, I'm glad, because I think that was a really interesting moment. <laughs> that was really people bad. don't know that I record sitting on the toilet with my pants off. I have horrible hemorrhoids. My organs are falling out. Please help. <laughs> that's why his acoustics but, uh, are so good. But the acoustics are yeah. so good. All right. It sounds... It, it sounds it's worth it. So, um, I'm paralyzed from the waist down now. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, we, we decided to, to, we still did something. We took off that week. We're planning on doing the second session of that in the future. So you can find that on the main feed. Um, definitely had a lot of fun with that. Yeah. Uh, it, it was, it was, um, really good. It actually went longer than I anticipated. That, well, like, yeah, I had some technical us. difficulties that I think we've, we recovered from pretty gracefully in the, uh version that we put out mm-hmm. but um yeah even then it was kind of it's that typical thing that our groups do and I, i've mentioned in the past where we like we like kill a guy that like has a castle and then we talk for 45 minutes about what we want to do with the castle and then it just disappears yeah <laughs> it's like same kind of that same kind of energy went into this game for sure yeah yeah and it's it's really fr- like this is a really odd like mix of tabletop games this is really like uh like it's part like standard tabletop rpg you know like like Mm. things you've seen us play in the past that require a book but then it's also like part board game um well not only that but it's also like it has such uh like humor built into it because it's borderlands yeah that it also is like it's partially almost like a uh, cards against humanity or something yeah that's true you're like you're trying to work in jokes and stuff just because you know what you know source material you're working with yeah so really fun go check that out we have a video up on facebook youtube as well the podcast is out there it's a long one 
honestly, we probably should have cut that in half. But we did. We did. <laughs> well, well we, the second half is probably going to be like an hour. Yeah. Yeah, the second half's going to be real short. So we should. I feel like we should have cut the other one. Um, yeah, could have cut it but, into three total parts, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it probably would have led me to uh, not render that video for uh, twenty six hours straight. So. Mm. That sounds really fun. It was. I mean, I don't know. I was. I was working and then sleeping and then working and then it was done. I was working, and then sleeping, and then working, and then sleeping. Uh, All right. So yeah. Uh, to actually get into you know what we're here to talk about today. Yeah, uh, I will say did... I was I was kind of bummed that I had to miss on the the bunkers of badass stuff because yeah. the uh, having I feel like having a full party probably made it a completely different experience. It was a little insane when it was just uh, me and Night Swarm trying to uh, <laughs> yeah. be the whole team. But damn, did it lead to some creative uh, shenanigans. So that oh, room, yeah. that that first back room where, Johnny, you got shotgunned and, and completely destroyed. Um, in our game, we killed everything in that room. Yeah, we cleaned it in a turn. Yeah, we, we, were, we were... We pretty much destroyed everything in that room. Whereas in uh, the full party game, um, we did not somehow... We were, I think the people, I think everyone was really hesitant about what to do. So they were ever like, they were focused on like making one thing happen and it blew up the whole room and killed everybody instead of just you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so interesting. TPK. Interesting. But yeah, definitely go check out that video. It's, it's pretty fun. So All yeah, right. We, uh, we did talk in the past. Um, our previous episode, we talked about big games with gold. Um, we finally learned about, of course, the PlayStation Plus games like two days after. So, uh, the games with gold are Little Nightmares, uh, Dead Rising, uh, King of Fighters 13, and uh, was it Breakdown? Uh, Breakdown. Yeah, hand to hand fighting game, Breakdown. So, we knew that. It's still true. Mm-hmm. I've downloaded Little Nightmares. Can't wait to jump into that one. Hell but, yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead with the PlayStation Plus games. Yeah, Johnny, go ahead. You're back. Yeah, somebody go ahead. <laughs> Anybody else? I'm trying to play Pokemon Go. We're getting crickets here. All right, God, I'll do it. Um, so, uh, for January, actually a pretty solid lineup. I was kind of worried because we we had been kind of used to getting these, you know, exclusives almost mm-hmm. for PS5. Um, but they did not disappoint. They managed to pull in Maneater uh, for the PlayStation 5 game for the month. Um, that's a damn solid game. Uh, it's really fun. It's it's really arcadey too. So it's not something that you have to like invest in. We, I feel like we've been playing a lot of games where you have to sit down and invest heavily. This one, you can just jump in. Guess what? You're a shark. Guess what the shark does? It eats shit. That's the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so that feels good. Um, and then, uh, for the other two games for the month, uh, you have, um, Tomb Raider, uh, Shadow of Tomb Raider, or Shadow of the Tomb, Tomb Raider, called Tomb Raider, colon, Shadow of. Yeah, really. The Fall of the Tomb Raider. Wait, what was that? That's Winter. Uh, I said Tomb Raider, colon, the Shadow of. The Shadow Yep. Um, but yeah. Shadowing. I'm actually excited for this game as well because I did not play Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, 
Yeah. I feel like it might yeah, have I came think... out at kind of a weird time, so I was, like, yeah. okay with missing it. The ideal time to hit the Tomb Raider games is, like, a year after they come out when they announce the next one. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you have so a yeah, theory I've, I've about that for a lot of for a lot of games, yeah. I feel like, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because not only that, but they've done all their patching, usually. All the DLC is out, so you can get it for a discounted price, usually. Um, it's, like, the I mean... You know, there's games that I get super excited about and I have to play on day one, but I think really the ideal way to play games is just to wait for them to be, like, fully out. <laughs> yeah, it, te- definitely technology kind of spoils yeah. that for us because it's like trying to dodge. It's like when a new movie comes out or a new show and everyone's seen it. Yeah. It's everywhere, and you're just like, I don't want to see it. I don't um, want to hear about it. Don't mention it to me. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you get lucky, sometimes you don't. Uh, but I usually don't. <laughs> this time... I feel like we're pretty lucky because Shadow of the Tomb Raider is free, so. Yeah, it's it was a cool one. Um, the other issue with like some games like that, um, and I've noticed a lot of the games, kind of like how Shadow was, where they end up having a ton of good DLC. Um, mm. Sometimes you don't get lucky enough to get the DLC on sale because what they do is they end up dropping the entire like complete edition of the game on sale all the time instead. Yeah, um, yeah. That's what happened with Dragon Age Inquisition for a long time. That's what I see happen with Tomb Raider stuff a lot. Yep. Um, but even then, you don't really need it, realistically. If you got the game for free, you're not going to squeeze every bit of DLC out of it, too. You're going to get tired of it and move on to another game that you got for free as well. Yeah, and the DLC next month trophies. for this, yeah. uh, they usually don't have anything too crazy going on, so... For sure. Not a big loss. So, that's a pretty good get. Um, and then the other one, kind of a surprise, uh, is mm-hmm. Greedfall. Um sure. I, I don't I don't know I, I I'm not I maybe I don't remember or maybe I'm confusing it with another game. Did you do you guys really remember uh, yeah. what's going on with Greedfall? So this is from the guys that made that uh, the Technomancer. Oh yes. yeah. Okay. I yeah, I, I thought this that's what it was. A, I picked this up on two different sales and yeah. then I ended up returning it both times because I knew I wouldn't have time to get to it. Yep. Yeah. That's a. Th- this is this is. Um, this list for me has been one of the best for a long time then uh because i was super interested sure. in uh in i really liked technomancer uh so it yeah i think this uh i think this one's definitely at least worth a look um to see what you guys think um, good action rpg exploration game interesting side note though if you scroll down a little bit uh greedfall is not available in the middle east it is being replaced with Assetto corsa instead um, in Japan and South Korea, it is being replaced with Mistover. Hmm. I wonder so, why that is. I'm guessing it's going to be due to some of the content in <clears throat> the way the story oh, is. Oh, yeah, it probably is because Maneater is PS5 only. It's not applicable for Maneater on PS4, and it's also not available in Saudi Arabia. I don't think sharks exist in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, That's they don't believe why. in sharks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Have you seen a shark in Saudi Arabia? I never have. I never have. But I've never been there either, so... Mm, I can't remember if I've been there or not. <laughs> I feel no, like no, you'd three. remember Saudi Arabia, so probably I not. I feel like... These are, yeah. These are all three games I really wanted to mess with, though. Like, Greedfall especially, so I'm kind of hyped to yeah. be getting that guy for free. It's going to be more momentum to play it. Mm-hmm. For sure. But Maneater, I heard a lot of really good things about it, even though it, like, really, really slogged down the PS4. Um, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how well the PS5 version runs when I get time to sit with it. Yeah, I mean, but apparently it's a really easy, like really fun platinum to get. We we talked about Maneater a lot on the way to it releasing, 
Um, yeah. More so, I was just like, as soon as it came out, I was like, Epic Game Store, it's the only full purchase, like, full price game that I feel like I picked up. I mean, even calling it a full price game, it was still like, uh, it was like thirty nine ninety nine or forty nine ninety nine. I can't remember how much it was. Yeah, I think it was thirty nine ninety nine when it came out. Yeah, worth it, a hundred percent worth Definitely. it. Um, yeah, this was uh, one of the few like bigger games that I got to play at uh, PAX last year, about a year ago. Yeah, the, the last, last thing in public I ever did. Yeah, the last public uh, video game conference to ever exist. Yeah, probably. It's it's fun. The whole thing it it has um it has a lot of character right out of the gate. It's funny mm-hmm. and fun. Um, and then it, as you progress, it kind of takes a more serious turn. But guess what? How serious can it get? I mean, it, it's yes, still ridiculous. Giant shark. And it really reminds me of that um, SNES game um, Evo, where mm-hmm. you're kind of like you start off as like a very small fish, and then you like get like stronger jaws and you get bigger and you're evolving and... I don't know I feel like the, the more they try to turn other kinds of games into RPGs the more interested I get and that's really all there is to it yep for sure RPG mechanics yeah for sure but yeah that's your uh, that's your uh, PlayStation Plus game for January um, so definitely get out there and pick all those up put them on your uh, put them on your account just to have them I always use the app haven't mentioned that in a while. The app is fantastic for it. I yeah, the app has gotten to, a lot better. Didn't even um, have to turn on the PlayStation to do anything. I've been having a, I've been having a lot of issues with both of my Sony and my Microsoft apps. So maybe I need to like delete them and get a fresh copy. Yeah, the PlayStation PlayStation go for a fresh install because that app's still really good. You can even still go to the store on there because it basically links you to the website, which is formatted really well. Yeah. And Microsoft still hasn't fixed that part of their app. You know, yeah, mine doesn't the, do that. My my Sony app. Is everything happens inside app. It, it never like links out. I remember you talking about that before, so I, well, I, mean, I must have it, like a bad version or something. I think it does link out. It's mm-hmm. just that it looks like it doesn't. Okay. Because you can't, thanks to all that Epic stuff a couple months ago, um, you can't access the shop in an yeah. app. So it's weird on how they're doing it. But Sony still has it working, and then Microsoft went like four steps backwards. So yeah. I think they're just trying to find that way around, which yeah. they should have, I imagine, very soon. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, we only have one game releasing. Uh, before that, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash mammothgamesinc. Check out all the top news and video game stuff over there. We appreciate all the likes, comments, and shares. Check out, as we have said a few times already, the Bunkers and Badasses video. It's pretty fun. Um right. And then, uh, I, I did forget to tweet, so just got it out. Johnny, I used your uh, GIF. Um, Ooh, head over to Twitter, creation. so you know when we go live and do junk just like this. Uh, yeah, let's jump into it. Johnny, I know you're excited for this one. Uh, yeah, so it crept up on me. Uh, not a big release week, but also the biggest release week in probably the past ten years. Um <laughs> This week, we finally get our hands on again after begging and crying and pleading and begging and crying and pleading and, thre- and threatening to throw money at people. We get Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, the game, complete. Um, it's. I am very excited. I was about to hook up an old 360 just to try to replay the game again because it's probably one of my like top 10 favorite like games. It's just, it's always been super stupid fun. Um, mm-hmm. But of course, we're getting that digital release on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Um, Ubisoft 
graciously decided to accept our money in exchange for buying <laughs> it again. Um, <laughs> but what has me really excited is if you head on over to limitedrungames.com, they're actually they have a huge collection of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World the game content, and they're releasing a couple really cool physical copies of the game. Yeah, they are. Um, nice. Of course, uh, you can get the um, PS4 edition, you can get the Switch edition, um, but over at Limited Run, they have more than that. They have uh, the PS4 got- and Switch edition, respectively, but then they also have like uh, a uh, like Sega yeah, Levine box. Yeah, uh, they've got the it. classic... Um, Dark, like the black plastic Sega Genesis clamshell box design. Beautiful um, box for, design, by the yeah, way. It's like seeing it for, again really brings it back. Oh yeah, and then the other, and that's called the uh, that is called the classic edition because it gives you that for fifty five bucks. It gives you the classic uh, like Sega Genesis cartridge, um, well Sega Genesis packaging. Mm-hmm. Um, the big one though, it's like one hundred and forty bucks. It's called the KO edition, and this one's a little bit insane because. It gives you the game. It gives you a hard shell roadie collector's case box featuring working lights and sound. And when you open the case, it turns on lights and music. The music is still from Anamanaguchi, mm. which is just so good. Yeah. And it's a pop up scene of Sex by Mom playing. Um, Hell yeah. It's, it's so awesome. Um, you lift up the concert stage and all the other contents are below it and there's a lot of stuff in there which is really awesome um, it does get, yeah it does get you that um, classic edition case and yeah more. so you, you nice. still get the classic edition case um, you get and the classic edition you also get a clash of demon head commemorative concert ticket um, you get a uh, a hard uh, a hardcover game guide book um, here's where it gets really cool you get a CD and cassette original soundtrack from Anamanaguchi. I was really wanting a final record, and I'm still going to keep my eye out for one, but a cassette is actually kind of a dope thing considering what it is. Uh, yeah. Full-size wooden drumsticks featuring game art, three Sex Bomb guitar picks uh, in the three different most-used gauges, um, a loading screen enamel pen, the seven Evil X's trading card set, two sticker sheets. It is kind of insane. Um, what's going to be really rough, though, is getting your hands on this because there's no purchase limit. There, these are, a lot of these are going to end up going to scalpers if you're not on top of it. For sure, man. I'm kind of losing my mind over that over uh, the overworld map. That's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they, they really. Uh, I mean, this kind of like encapsulates everything that you love about specifically that era of video games. They, they were really playing to its audience. Um, with this, and and so. this goes live This goes live for pre-order and purchase on January 15th at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Yeah, here we go. So it's going to be a crazy day. Good luck with that, I, birds. I am technically at work at that time. I'm going to have to find some way to make it happen. Because um, I'm going to lose my mind over it. I have to have it. Yeah. Yeah, this one's really cool. Uh, so... Wait, when's the, game, the actual uh, release date? Um, oh, pre- pre-orders close on February 28th. I thought that was like the actual, like, hey, you'll receive it right around this date. date but no. Yeah, so it's going to be, in typical limited run fashion, it's going to be a while before you get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want it. I'm going to throw money at it. I'm still going to digitally download the game at launch regardless. 
Um, and I may just blast that soundtrack on the... I just may turn the game on and listen to the music and walk away. Um, it's one of my all-time favorite video game soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Nice. All right, so that's your game releasing. Uh, of course, coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC uh, Thursday, January 14th. All right, so we do have some freebies. We're through the holiday. We're through the 15 days of free games. Um, they did kind of linger on that last one for a bit. Um, yeah. I, I was surprised. They, I think they made the last one just finish out their week is what they did. Yeah. Yep. Um, it was a good move. It so, was, it, it was the, their biggest game, so it was cool to see them kind of linger on that. It was a it was a big week of freebies. Like there, that was a lot of good stuff in there. And I know we say it all the time, but looking through my Epic Store, I don't even remember which ones I got from the past week. <laughs> my library is looking solid. Yeah. Like, Always have um, something to play. There were some good ones in there, and I, I think I don't know if you guys had any highlights throughout the entire week because I think it was still a big event um, I think I only missed one of the games the entire time um, yeah, I, I, missed I did terrible I won't lie I, I missed a bunch <laughs> I tried uh, I, I tried but I failed yeah so I, I missed City Skylines I, I missed Cities I'm not mad about it I did grab Alien Isolation I, I did grab pretty much everything else that was there um there are some really good ones. Night in the Woods, I'm really excited to actually sit down and play sometime soon. Um, Stranded Deep looks really good and anxiety-inducing. I'll totally probably install it and get scared and stop. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, I, don't know. I already had a lot of them, so... Like you said, I can't even remember which ones I got from what. Yeah, so. I, I can't remember at all which ones I got. Um, this week, though, it's uh, it's kind of a cool one. They're still giving us a freebie. Mm -hmm. um, we're getting Crying Suns. Um, tactical roguelite puts you in the role of a space fleet commander as you explore a mysteriously fallen empire uh, and the story story rich experience each successful win will uncover the truth about the empire and yourself as well so sounds good sounds I like good. roguelite I like roguelikes and roguelites um, the fact that this one is tactical as well makes it sound kind of weird um, it may be the kind of game that I end up having a lot of lot of fun with um there's over 300 um, possible story events that take place during it. I think it'll be a I think it'll be a neat one worth trying out at least to get an idea for it. Um, they are keeping that classic like retroish style like pixel art design, and I do. It like looks that. great. Yeah. Um. So pick that one up. Uh, you can pick that one up uh, now through uh, January 14th, um, and then at uh, 11 a.m. Um, it will swap over on January 14th to Star Wars Battlefront 2 The Celebration Edition. Um, I have no idea what the Celebration Edition entitles. Like, I, I really do think that it's just a ton of free cosmetics. Um, yeah, it's a, bunch of, it's a bunch of cosmetics. They said that any customization content released after December 20th, 2019 is not included in the Celebration Edition. Um, but this is the one that goes up to when Rise of the Skywalker came out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, because that some... was the big celebration for Star Wars. It had some really cool stuff, like uh, like I've mentioned it a couple times, probably. But yeah, just going to see going to see a Star Wars movie, coming back, and then realizing that they had released the I think it, what is it crate map, the one that was like a uh, 
salt planet. Yeah, so the yeah the second one had create the first one before uh, Force Awakens came out. They added the um, uh, the old battle for Jakku, which is why all of the debris is there for Rey to harvest to mm-hmm. buy food with. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of really good stuff there. Yeah. So um, it is pretty cool. They're yeah hooking you up with that for free. So get out there and check that out. Uh, with that, uh, let's go ahead and just pop into the weekly news. Um, we actually have more weekly than I thought we would have. News. So yeah, it turns out there's actually been some stuff happening. Um, yeah, we had to so dig a little bit, but we found we're it. gonna we're gonna try to focus on video game news and not uh, other news. National <laughs> news. I'm sure you've heard about it. Yeah, you know we don't have anything. Just, just a say. little bit. It wasn't much. I, I will say, 2021 is definitely going in a direction that i approve of more than 2020 did it's going um, hard right too 2020 is 2021 is not fucking around yeah 2021 is kind of like no fake shit. everybody that was not having a good time in 2020 <laughs> like just finally took the gloves off and we're yep. like nah 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 this is us this is our year well 2020 was super fake like there was all this shit that was happening but it wasn't really happening to you it was like you know it was like oh there might be a world war three just kidding not really well, 20 and 2021's like no, it's happening. 2021 is just hitting harder and faster. Yeah. It, it's it's not like hey, we've it's very much hey, we've already been doing this for a year. Yep, it, it's like so it's an experienced person beating the shit out of you rather than getting in a slappy fight with your friend. And this yeah, is we are out of distractions going into 2021. And this is coming from uh, the American side of this. So if, if right. you're if if you're elsewhere, you might have your own things going on. Um, but yeah, let's uh, jump into the first thing. Kind of interesting. Um, we've talked about the Sinking City uh, a couple times here. Um, the Sinking City, uh, I remember Filter, in your opinion, it was probably the best of what it was. We had two games of come those out around style the same games. Day. Yeah, we had two yeah. come out relatively at the same time. Yeah. So. Um, the Sinking City, though, was uh, delisted on digital storefronts after uh, a dispute that they had with their publisher. Uh, well, it looks like it has been returned to those digital storefronts. Um, kind of an interesting thing. There was um, definitely some talks from uh, Frogware about... Uh, what was the name of that publisher... Uh, it was uh, Big Ben, Nacon? but they're now owned by Nacon. Yeah. Nacon. Um, Nacon? I have no idea. Nacon? It's French. Yeah. Uh, I'm getting naked is all I know. Oh, fuck. Not again. Eating well. bacon and getting naked. <laughs> Folks. All right. All right. So, uh, uh, yeah, basically, like, they have a big, like, legal breakdown of whatever happened here. Sure. The short story is, like, um, basically the... French courts have agreed that, like, okay, there's definitely merit to this case, so they haven't, like, thrown the case out. But uh, Frogwares was, like, basically, they breached the terms of their agreement in pulling the game from all stores. Unless, except for the the stores that they had a direct deal with. So, basically, it's like, okay, we are re-allowing Nacon to sell this game until... We've come up with a determination on whether what they did is legal or not. So it's kind of weird. It's like a really roundabout you, it, way to look at it, I guess. This does feel like um, it feels like it was an indie game being made. 
just by hearing yeah. what they were saying. Frogware yeah. uh, alleges that uh, Nacom was constantly behind on milestone payments, uh, mm. deli- uh, delivered inconsistent sales uh, forecast data, and demanded that the Sinking City source code um, for use on their own Lovecraft-inspired project. Like it, it's it's really weird. Um, it just it's, it, it's it feels like it feels like squabbles you wouldn't have um, on like. I wouldn't even say a big game. Like I feel like even a smaller game that was released on this level wouldn't have yeah. this kind of squabbling going on between them, especially when it comes to milestone payment. Um, yeah. But it's definitely weird. Like I, this is a like Frogwares has had issues with publishers in the past, and they won. So it, it's it is kind of I think it, at the time I said you know. When every single person that you work with is difficult, maybe you're the one that's difficult to work with. Right. But, you know, I, I can definitely see a case where the little guy gets screwed like 10 times in a row. Like, that's that would not sure. be a shock to me, so. Yeah, not at all. Um, so. It, yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see where this ends up going. At least it's back on the storefront because, uh, by all accounts, this is a pretty cool game. Um so. Right, it's back available. So yeah, the funds are going to the publisher. That was bad, but yeah. that may get reversed in the future, and you can at least experience the game and say, "Hey, this is cool," or "Hey, this sucks. Why am I playing this?" Right. Either way is fine. For sure. All right, let's get to more more depressing news. Perfect. Um, let's talk about type. poisoning someone. Yeah. Okay, we've all done it. You we've, know. Uh, it's it's not a big deal. Okay, it's 2021, right? So, like, we we've all we've all at least attempted to poison someone. But dude, um, this is wild. So like, this one's crazy though. So, um, what was the name of the of the game company? So it was, uh, I'm trying to track it down. Yeah, it was. So it was the company behind um, the new Game of Thrones uh, Winter is coming game yeah so relatively successful like you know typical mobile war game or whatever um that studio's owner uh lin chi uh 39 year old game tycoon had also spent a small fortune buying up the rights to the chinese science fiction novel series called the three body problem so this is being adapted into a show for netflix and it's like considered i mean it was an international bestseller super popular um you know not surprising that it was kind of taking off and apparently in december one of his co-workers in uh, shanghai started poisoning him because they disagreed on where to go with the story of the show yeah yuzu is the name of the company that's what i thought but i didn't want to be racist So, it's a, uh, it's very s- strange. Like, imagine being killed because you were like, "Hey, wouldn't it be cool if the White Walkers were angry?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just it's wild. Yeah, th- th- this one, this one's just a crazy story. I was looking for the, I was looking for that that company name. Yeah, Y O O Z O O. It's 
Y O U Z O U in Chinese, but they changed it for English for some reason. I don't know why you do that, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah, I, I saw it three times and I just kind of passed it up for whatever reason. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, kind of a crazy situation, uh, especially not even hitting forty. You know. Yeah, and it, like such a meteoric rise too it's like where did he come from how did he get so big like i'm really interested in just more of his backstory now because it's like like how is this guy they were working with uh dave benioff and db weiss on the series which is probably uh, i would choose a different director well they're good at adapting so the whole story's already told they'll probably be fine yeah but uh it's really just wild just like cut down in his prime yeah like it, yeah, definitely is. You know, the best stuff that he was probably going to go forward and making was ahead of him. So, right, crazy, um, very weird. <clears throat> so, did did we get any confirmation on that net? So there, you know, through the like with the three body problem or anything else that they were working, like so, Yuzu was working on. So they didn't get like a direct like motive. I don't think yet. That's gonna have to wait for court case but they do know that one of his co-workers i'm trying to find it this article is very shittily written uh sorry new york times uh zhu yao was an executive at the gaming company yuzu interactive um so basically the chinese media has said he did it so at this point it doesn't really matter if he did or not he's basically uh pooched yeah basically yeah, what they yeah, did they, is if they say you did it you did it they, they, um, well yeah but like he's he's fucked his, they, his life is over either way they were they released the person's surname and then they of course went through yuzu it's and found someone yeah. yeah someone with that surname and they're like okay well it's him <laughs> like sorry sir but fuck you <laughs> so that that's rough and of course should have been so suspicious i think we re- mentioned uh <laughs> through just talking about this uh back and forth like off stream um, but releasing someone's surname is just fucking horrible for... Well, in uh, China his, specifically. His, yeah, like, the whole family now yeah. has that, like... Uh, Black mark on them forever. That's rough. Sure. Because of... It's rough. It's rough. I, I mean, think. you also shouldn't poison people, I guess. You should not poison people. Think about but, your family. Yeah, you're... I mean, imagine your grandma getting bullied at the store because you murdered someone. That's pretty weird. Yeah. All it right. do be like that sometimes. It definitely do. Uh, speaking of being like case. that, <laughs> Microsoft uh, did send out uh, some surveys asking people if they would be interested in a DualSense feature for their Xbox controller. I think yeah. the answer is fuck yes. I don't think that there's any other way to put that. Dude, That's they, my have been, they have been sending out surveys like mad lately. And I have gotten so many of them that I've been trying to do, and it's just, I'm buried in them, I can't. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, personally, I, I think that could only be a benefit. Um, the, their controller is already, like, I, lo- I love both of the controllers in kind of different ways. Um, mm-hmm. So adding that feature, what I would consider to be probably my favorite feature of this whole next generation experience to yeah. their next generation experience that's only a good thing for me as a consumer yep yeah i like i really like the uh the xbox controller in particular because i just like the really big fat girthy uh controllers i like the thumbsticks that's my favorite thing yep i like the i like Much the better. offset uh I, I like the mismatched 
um, location of the thumbsticks. I like the style of thumbstick. Yeah, I like this stuff. The, um, the mismatch doesn't really, it doesn't bother me either way. Like, I, it, you know, doesn't really change how I play, kind of. Mm-hmm. But the the inset, the style of thumbstick, um, yeah. I, I enjoy that a lot more. Sony has a little bit, um, it's, it's a little bit, like, beveled out. Mm-hmm. So it, like, has a bubble over it, which I always thought was weird. It's like, your thumbs, you'd want a place for your thumbs to sit in, not... Yeah, I want my thumbs to rest inside yeah. of the control stick. It, the control stick shouldn't exist, and I should just jam my thumbs into the hole. <laughs> yeah. And control it via, like, mind melt, but I understand that that technology is slightly We're getting away there. in the future. We're getting there. Now, I will say that I was able to procure a, a Series 2 Elite controller for my Xbox, Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been using that guy a lot. Um, I, I like the weight on it a lot more than the than the classic Xbox One controllers. Um, but my arms get tired. <laughs> like, I, I like the weight a lot more. I haven't used the back paddles much, but I do like how the buttons feel. Um, and I just really wish that you know Microsoft would give up that dumb partnership with Duracell and start putting rechargeable batteries in their controllers. Thank the you. Elite controller has it. Yep. Well, the Elite Series 2 does. Um, I think it's really funny that this year, like the, just the past week or so, it's become big public news that Microsoft has partnerships with Duracell when we were told that when we worked together. <laughs> yeah. Like by our boss who was like, oh, yeah, this is why. And we're like, that's stupid. I that think, doesn't I mean, sound it, true. It, but like everything it to- else. It made total sense. Everything else, just like everything else he told us, it turned out after some internet searching to be true. It was true, yeah. and I was mad about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was true, and it took, what, seven years for it to come to the light? <laughs> How fucking right yeah, was, was he about cool. Witcher, though? Man. Hell yeah. Good was God. right on so many counts. Scary. You cannot miss. He's, yeah. I, just, I, I wish we ever could have met his uh, tattoo artist before he drove off that cliff in Australia. Really Blind as a fucking bat, but he can't miss. Yeah. Amazing. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. We should have Please him on the show. Please miss just once. We should have him on the show. <laughs> we should have him on the show. Things about uh, the No, game. no, no. Probably not. <laughs> no, that would definitely have to be an age-restricted one. Yeah. Fucking, and we'll do... hours episode. Campfire stories is what oh, that would God. be. <laughs> Dumpster fire stories. <laughs> Jesus. I was trying to keep with the mammoth theme caveman they have a campfire that's yeah, whatever we're past it let's move They've on got ancient uh cave writings on the walls of this man's stories yeah yep all right so uh the next one i think johnny you brought this one up right about the- yeah yeah uh, this caught me off guard the other day when i was uh, it popped up on, it popped up on my facebook feed um after talking about microsoft and their controller features a sony article came out about their about the dual sense um, and I, I guess the reason it kind of came out where it did is that not many people experienced it or realized they experienced it, had to kind of go through their own troubleshooting to figure it out. Um, but a new problem is said to be emerging for PS5 players, especially those that might wear a watch. Um, some who have been using the PS5's DualSense controller have found that the device is somewhat magnetized. Um, and while that might not mean a lot to most people, if you are a mechanical watch, you might want to be careful, because magnets, how do they work? How do they work? Um, That's what I'm asking. Apparently they work just weirdly enough to break a mechanical watch, mm-hmm. 
because hmm. um, they can magnetize the watch, and that will just ruin it. Um, yeah, it turns out. Interesting. Yeah, mechanical watches are um, like it's like several Pokemon, weak against water, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. electricity, mm-hmm. and magnetism. A steel type. Steel type. Uh, poor, poor thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was a, a it just it kind of caught me off guard, because um, weirdly enough. I know and I know a few people that wear mechanical watches now. So uh, getting old, you know. What getting is a mechanical older. watch? I don't understand what we're talking about here. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Can I talk to people on it or Is that like a smartwatch? <laughs> oh, like no joke, when I still worked at the when I still worked at the stop, I had a regular client, I had a regular customer who was a pilot and being a pilot you kind of wear the same uniforms all the time, so your little flourishes of style come from your tie, your tie clips, your glasses, your watch. Um, so every time he would come in, he would show me a different watch he'd be wearing, or like show off his new glasses and stuff because he was really like passionate about like it kind of. I, I like those little style flares like that. I'm, yeah, I'm no, passionate about being too. fly. Yeah, it's however um, you can get a splash of color in your everyday. Yeah, I like I'm big on my glasses for it. I'm known for my glasses at work now. Um, I'm still kind of upset that you now have my glasses. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I had I had no idea. I was like, those look kind of cool. And, yeah, it just happened. Yeah, it was weird. But um, this guy showed me he has, like, seven mechanics. He has, like, a different watch for each day of the week, like, for different, like, ties and just everything in general. I was like, that's crazy. Uh, but they're all super high-end mechanical watches. Like, some of these are $700 watches. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I would be kind of mad if I was playing my $500 gaming console and something with the controller broke my $700 watch. Yeah. So there it is. Take your mechanical watch off before gaming. It's just safer that way. Yeah. 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 And don't, and if you, I guess if you have a pacemaker, don't hold the controller so close to your chest. So avoid the survival horror. Now Mm. we haven't got any reports of that yet. So yet, but how many people do you know can (laughs) afford a PS5 and a pacemaker? That's a great point. That's true. Yeah. Actually, how much is it? I don't know. I'll have to do some research. I'll get back to you. A pacemaker? <laughs> I'll buy you one. Oh, uh, thanks. Moving on to the future of our news. Um, of pacemakers. A, a little game that we haven't talked about in probably like a good long time. Like 30 minutes. 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. Uh, I'm not sure which one of you guys threw it in there, but... Uh, Feel free to go for it because I am still currently trying to play this game in three different places at once. Danger. Oh, that's that's the ideal way to play. So um, basically, we haven't gotten super specifics, but CD Projekt did say we're going to include free DLC uh, starting in early twenty one. So they didn't really give us a roadmap like we like to see um, from you know Ubisoft does this all the time. Um, basically, they said, uh, "Oh wow, this is a horrible article." Um, it's mentioned in there somewhere. Before we get there, we'll be kicking off our free DLC program in early 21, just like with The Witcher 3. Expect an assortment of free DLC packs to begin hitting Night City, dropping a bunch of cool stuff that'll inject even more life into the world of the dark future. So we'll be mm-hmm. expecting to uh, see that in like 2046 when they finally start releasing shit for this game. It's going to get pushed and then going to come out with bugs. Yeah. Um, well, they still haven't even made the 4K patch. and that I would not consider that quote-unquote free DLC. So. No. That uh, should be, yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I will say I did finally get to play the uh, game on PC. Hmm. Um, 
it is definitely without a doubt 100 yeah. percent an optimization issue yep because oh, my yeah. computer can run it on ultra yep yep yeah that's I what i get ray tracing because i don't have one of those good graphics cards but like i don't even know what ray tracing i'm still is. running on ultra and it's it's dope like it runs really well it's not as buggy um yeah they need to like like i was saying from the beginning they need to optimize that lighting um, like get in there and it's crashing over like I've put at this point like 110 hours probably into the game it's Japantown every time 100% yeah. of my time pretty much is Japantown like that that's 100% but it might sound like oh he's being ridiculous no it's seriously like 96% of the time it's Japantown and if it's not Japantown it's because I got close to Japantown and went somewhere else and it crashed um so it's it's a hundred percent an op like op it just the systems are having trouble Not running it. It, yeah, yeah it um so only thing we can really do is uh you know just hope they finally get in there and uh you know do the thing that they need that they should have done from the beginning and understanding that like hey uh a like $2,500 PC um, and a like $500 console, they can't run the exact same thing. Yeah, they're very slightly different. Yeah. So, yeah. it and I don't know. I, I have no idea, but I, that could have been resolved with further testing. So, For sure. Either way, we know, we know it has problems. We've known the game has had its problems for Still a, a great while game. now. Um, yeah, and again, the big issue is that literally everything that anyone says about the game is true. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so and I'm, it's I'm excited for I'm excited for uh, DLC. You know, whatever it may be, like the the things that you know we got day one. The they released some like Witcher clothes and stuff like that. Those were actually pretty cool. Some things that I didn't expect to get right away. Expected to be wearing like a shitty shirt and uh, you know pants that have the ass cheeks cut out of them. Um, I still wear those, but it's like a an aesthetics choice, not a like hey, this is a better gear kind of thing. Um, your weak point is your weak point is exposed. Be careful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There. For whatever reason, he's he's always facing us, no matter what direction we're in. <laughs> <laughs> like the night from. <laughs> Bunkers and badasses. Jesus. Uh, all right, but I think that's all of our uh, cyberpunk news for this week. Woohoo! So, uh, just to make sure it stays as a downer as long as possible, uh, Brad Venable, great name, a prominent video game and anime voice actor, has passed away at forty-three. Damn! What's up with all these that people sucks. dying? Like in. Like their late thirties, early forties. It's not looking good for us, boys. I'm very alarmed by it. Yeah. 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 So, so he he did a lot of roles. Um, I I just pulled him up really quick on BehindTheVoiceActors.com. Hmm. Um, he uh, in Serious Sam Four. He was Bill. And I'm trying to find some big ones on here. Let's go to. Uh, oh, he was uh he was like the crow, in um. Devil May Cry 5. Yeah, Devil May Cry 5. He was Griffin and Nightmare. Yep. Um, in Fire Emblem Three Houses, he was Costas and uh, 
Nader or Nadel, however you want to, whichever pronunciation you want to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in One Piece Stampede, which was a movie. Um, he is uh, he was a character in one of the Hunter Hunter movies, which I was a huge fan of. Uh, Ace Combat. Um, Hero. Oh, yeah. Wait he- a sec. What the fuck? Venom. That's interesting. I don't see. I didn't see that one listed on this. One. Uh, yeah, twenty eighteen live action the the Venom movie. He was Venom. Huh. Damn. That's cool. So that's a big one that I somehow glazed over on every other website I was on. But yeah, um, I mean, he has credits in Hero Mask, uh, Dragon Attack Ball Super, on Attack on Titan, My Hero Academia. Um, yeah, huge talent in the industry. Yeah, um, he was in. Uh, Final Fantasy VII remake, Demon Souls remake, uh, had some voice uh, work for Call of Duty, Black Ops Cold War, Shinmu Three. Um, he he stretched pretty far. He's a pretty wide. Uh, he, he had a pretty ranged voice. It sounds like to hit all these different titles. So that's cool. Yeah. Definitely a, a bummer to hear anything like that happen. Um, R.I.P. to a real one though. The, the voice industry is huge, and yeah. it's kind of crazy to look at somebody's list of people they've played to understand exactly how much you have hurt them without realizing it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's one of those things that you don't realize how much... Um, it. I think sound, in general, in media, or, you know, like, entertainment, people don't realize how much it impacts everything you do. It makes something yeah. scary... Uh, or lighthearted, um, and especially when it comes to character voices, they really, really bring that character to life, whatever they're playing, um, if they're good at their job. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with everything that we see here for all of these things that, uh, you know, all these characters Brad has played, he obviously brought the characters to life. So, um, definitely sad to hear him, uh, hear him passing, especially, uh, you know, so suddenly. So young, yeah. All right, um, let's kind of uh, lighten the mood up. Uh, we do have uh, Nintendo. They did acquire Next Level Games, which is pretty cool. Next Level Games, of course, are the developers uh, who, of course, made Luigi's Mansion 3. Yeah, uh, yeah so, Luigi's Mansion, yeah. Um, Mario Strikers... Mm-hmm. Um, and Metroid Prime Federation. Force. Yeah, I was gonna say. Here's the problem: they also did Federation Force. <laughs> yeah. So really risky on this one. That's uh, why it took so long for them to be acquired. Yeah. Uh, so uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's true, but no. uh, you know, they've put out. So it feels like this was a developer that was groomed by Nintendo mm-hmm. for this day to come. Uh, you know, for them to you know, be acquired, I guess. So, um, that was pretty cool. Luigi's Mansion 3 uh, was received real well. Um, you know, it's yeah. a great game to play solo or to play uh, with other people, especially if you have if you have kids. This is a great game to pick up. Um, so, we'll see where that relationship ends up uh, ends up going, what, what Nintendo ends up allowing them to move forward with. Um, see here if there's any other interesting news with that nope that's yeah, it I would, I would hope <laughs> that they would do an announcement of like okay here's what we have them working on 
Yeah, yeah, that's what I was kind of hoping for. We'll we'll get that later this year. Without a doubt, we'll get that. Maybe that's set to go through March. I would expect maybe June or July to hear what they're working on. Sure. Um, At at least, like, because they've probably been working on a project or two right now anyway, but maybe Mm. not a Nintendo-focused one. Um, or maybe they have already had the green light to start working on one, and Nintendo's going to wait until we get um, a special event for them to drop a little video teaser on it. Yeah, I mean, it's likely that these guys have been working on something uh, since, like, the very start of the project probably being mid-2019. So they've had some time, even with the setbacks uh, through 2020, so... Yeah, I would say even if the, even if it wasn't until Luigi's Mansion 3 dropped, which was in 2019, like, and I, it was on Halloween, um, even if it wasn't until that dropped, they had all of 2020 to, to at least start on something. Can we make that a thing? Just releasing Luigi's Mansion only on Halloween? I thought it yeah. was cool. It was the first that, time Nintendo did a non-Friday release in a long time. Yeah, that's cool. That, that, should, be, that should be a thing. Um, so, moving on. We are finally in the High Republic uh, era of Star Wars, which is cool. Um, yeah, after having some, uh, I mean, regardless of your feelings on it, basically, like it, the the uh, new sequel trilogy to Star Wars movies was very hit or miss, uh, pretty divisive. I think The Mandalorian's pretty much universally liked. Yeah. But, uh, you know, Star Wars is like, okay, what are we doing next? So they're... They've created the High Republic era, which takes place at what they call, like, the height of the Jedi's power. Um, It is, you know, well before, like, the events of the Phantom Menace. Um, And basically it's like um, the Jedi are kind of aligning themselves to kind of make, like, such such a powerful move that they'll basically never be questioned again in terms of, you know their power and their control and their reach and everything so mm. right on the crest of this uh event um some weird activities start to act up so there are there's a comic book series uh there's a children's book which i think i'm gonna skip uh then there's like a young adult series and then there's a uh just like a standard novel that's out and they are so yeah there's currently three books including the children's book Uh, the first issue of a comic series and they're going to be doing much more so keep your eye out for that my question is like i was looking through and i found the i found the book the the novel and it was sold out so i was like damn like but i saw these other ones and i'm like how do they play in are these all different stories or are they kind of like i I don't want to miss something i want to know what's happening and if i start reading it a lot of stuff is playing into it. So, uh, the Charles Soule book, uh, Light of the Jedi, is probably the one that you were looking yeah, at. Yep. Um, that's like the main storyline of High Republic stuff. Um, there's also the Justina Ireland uh, written um, Test of Courage, which is like the young adult series. Mm-hmm. And then there's additionally, I forget what the the one that's targeted at uh, children is at. Scoop around a little bit here. The Great Jedi Rescue. It's like a picture book, I think. Okay, so um, that's probably extremely low reading level. Uh, that's one with like a Wookiee uh, as the main. Okay, character in yeah, the it's one. not even shown on this uh, photo we're showing on the okay. live stream. Um, 
in so yeah the first edition of the comic is out um it's called the high republic uh into the dark is a claudia gray written book that's coming on february 2nd and then uh the high republic adventures is an idw uh comic series starting on february 24th so a lot yeah i I don't know. Going all out with it. I think I might dive all into this one. Um, I, it's I'm really interested. yeah. That's that's my goal. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm gonna you know have the have them set the High Republic stuff just uh, aside at the comic shop. Just go ahead and slide that into my folder. Um, yeah, that that that's pretty cool. Um, the ultimate goal, I feel like, with going forward with Star Wars, it, the the point is to. Um, like if the Jedi to come back, like looking at the timeline to progress forward, where the Jedi finally make like a like an upswing, right? Because at the time, at the end of the timeline, we're looking at well, they're, they're yeah, in on all of the uh, in ev- all of the movies. So the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, and the sequel trilogy is like the Jedi at their lowest, right? right. So even in like the prequels, it's right before they fully collapse. Um, you know, in the uh, original movies, they are basically have been hunted almost to extinction. And then in the sequel movies, it's like, okay, there's sort of hope, but like we're, we're down to like literally the last one. Yeah. Right. So, so I mean, that's the next thing though. Uh, you would expect them to start a comeback. Like you want that hero story, right? Yeah, you would you would think I, I definitely would have done some expanded universe content of like okay, what does Ray do after Rise of Skywalker? But again, the, those movies were just so divisive that they were like, okay, let's let's move on, let's forget about that for a little bit. I like I, I really liked the movies. I liked everything that I was seeing. They were fun. They you know I they they kept me entertained, which is the point. Mm. And they made me kind of give a shit about people that I really wouldn't probably care about normally. Um, but looking at the characters in the grand scheme of things, they feel real weak. Yep. And I think for, uh, for all of the positives and for all of the negatives that are implied, like the, the sequel movies were very Marvel-fied and yeah, you know, that, that, you know, like I said, that includes a lot of positive stuff. They are the highest grossing Star Wars movies of all time by far. Um, you know, they are. They they did a lot, but um, very divisive. It just kind of put Star Wars into a different category, which I think they also were attempting to do with the prequels and just failed. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know they're like, yeah, we're not gonna. There's no reason to continue to divide people, and yeah, you know, if you release like a Last Jedi book or something, you automatically have alienated half your audience. So it's like, yeah, let's just do something else. Are we starting a side Smart podcast book. right now? Are, yeah. are, are we starting Cantina Conversations right now? Cantina convos, folks. That's pretty good. You're here. I'm queer. Get used to it. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, moving on. The last bit, um, we were going to go ahead and take a look at 2021. Um, just a, a kind of an idea of what these things are coming out. Uh, we're not going to dive into that as much as I think we planned on originally. Um, yeah, we were going to have this last week where it was like, this was going to like be the main content of our show. <laughs> yeah, and we were like, damn, this is that's rough. Um, yeah. But why don't we just all kind of pick one game as kind of our like uh, last thoughts. Like, what 2021 game are you 
like are you most anticipating? Dude, I, I feel like we could legit just grab that that bottom link there and even just pick one from each section, like one a month for what's coming up and be happy with it. Oh yeah. But I feel like we already mentioned it before we started recording. Um, we all have something to be excited for this month already. Yeah. Uh, and that's not Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game complete edition. I'm sorry. Right. I'm excited for that too. But the medium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. The medium yeah. is something that we kind of like got how, excited for and then forgot existed. How does that, how does this game hit all of us? Because we are vastly different people when it comes to gaming. You know, we have retro, we have a lot of modern, and then we have a lot of like tactical strategy. For whatever reason, this hits all of us at the exact same spot. I don't know why. I'm a huge classic survival horror guy, and you know that. Um, Same. And this gave crazy good Silent Hill vibes early on. Yes. um, Yeah, it's it's really hitting me. You're the interesting one. Filter horror. Yeah, the like, I've gotten into the company. Um, This is uh, the guys that made um, Layers of Fear. Yes. So I did, that's too spooky for me, but um, (laughs) their future stuff I really liked. So. What was their uh, future game? Observer. Observer. I really yep. liked Observer. Um, I got the uh, HD res up, up res version of that Hell waiting yeah. for me to go play at some point. So um, definitely, that's something that's that's got my interest. I like the way that they tell stories. It's got a lot of creepiness to it without being outright like make you shit your pants, which I appreciate because I would. I challenge them because uh, I think I think I might make me shit. That's gonna nah. be. That's the it thing. looks it looks good, and a, a lot of it is the fact that there's puzzle solving elements going on in it too. So I am happy about that. Which is very classic, um, uh, like horror. Like I'm thinking back to some of the old horror games, and they're all puzzle solving almost. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going back to it looks like it's going back to the survival horror aspect of it, not just the action horror we got in later games. That's what we want. Um, February is a weird one. Just looking at the list here, I'm going to specifically ask that we avoid any re-releases. So, yep. like, you know, Control, sure. Neo, Neo 2, all that stuff, whatever, I don't care. I don't even care about Mario 3 with Bowser's Fury. Um, I, I, I do personally want to see Ghost and Goblins Resurrection, though, because as much of it, it's that gray area where it's not really a re-release. It's, a, it's kind of a different thing. It's a rebuild, yeah. Yeah, but the the bottom of this list has something that caught my eye mm-hmm. as someone that's uh, not into the stuff lately. Retromania Wrestling. Oh, okay, that's very surprising. That's actually mine as well, um, oh. followed by Bravely Default too. I've been following Retromania Wrestling for a long time, and they're um, it, it feels like uh, it feels like an old school wrestling game. Yeah, but it looks with, like it would be to be a Super Nintendo wrestling game. But with modern people in it, which is really cool. I've seen, you know, people from, uh, you know, created from past WWE, uh, you know, even future things from companies like AEW and New Japan, um, all kind of rear in their heads in this game. And these guys are really, first and foremost, just following them for as long as I have their wrestling fans. So that's good. They're, they're a fan of what they're doing, um, and they're a fan of what came before them. So it's kind of like a love letter to wrestling, retro wrestling games. Hell yeah. Yeah, and it, it looks neat for that reason alone. Like, it, it really stood out. Um, I was like, that's 
That's kind of dope. I might have to give that a shot. Like, I really might. For sure. Nice. Do you have one in here, Filter? Yeah, there's a couple that really stand out to me that I don't know if they're actually going to hit uh, in 2021. I kind of foresee some delays. Um, but so I think the ones that have the most promise, but also could, they have like the highest chance of fucking it up, I guess. Um, for me, would be Stalker 2, which we were also talking about before the show. Oh, yeah, we were looking at Febu- just February in general. Uh, that. Well, I, I mean, I'm just looking at the year. Stalker Two has no release date. Oh, okay. I, I don't know. I mean, looking at the, I don't, I don't think any release dates are real currently. I mean, <laughs> they're um, all fake. Yeah, there's nothing for me in February. I don't think. Little Nightmares Two. Yeah, that, I mean, there's not much in February, really. No, um, there's really well, my, not much. I mean, there. the the bigger problem is that once we get out of March, months have like two games because <laughs> they just don't know. Nothing's been announced. Yeah, because right. they, they they base it on quarter, so. Yeah. Um, even going to March, there's one in there that jumps out to me that has for a while, and that was uh, Balan Wonderland. Mm. Um, ever since I first saw footage on that game, I wanted it, but that was really about it. Nothing else in there jumped out like crazy to me. Yeah, I don't have anything in here that, that's really jumping out to me. Maybe Returnal. But I don't think that'll be something I'll pick up. I mean, it's interesting. Basically, all of the games coming up in the future are games where I'm like, this could be a massive disaster based on shit that we've heard about. So, like, you know, uh, Vampire Masquerade Bloodlines 2. They've had, like, their entire leadership quit. Um, That's fucking rough. Yep. Dying Light 2. So excited for that. Oh, man. Dying Light 2 has had, like, 90% of their staff just quit. Um, Diablo 4 is like, okay, does Blizzard even know what people want anymore? It's hard to say. The answer is no. The answer is probably no. So, yeah, there's, I mean, yeah, we're, we're heading into uncharted waters here, you know? It is weird yeah, st- that... Stalker 2 is not even on this page. Like, that's that's another big thing. Is yeah, like, they have no idea when it releases. Yeah, because Stalker 2, I don't think, got really brought up until after this article posted. I believe um, that's a Ukrainian uh, company, too, so they could just be in a civil war at any moment. <laughs> um, really random was, though, like, I'm hyped for Axiom Verge 2 whenever it finally happens. Um, I love the original, but I'm also, I've got enough of a backlog right now and I'm finally catching up on some old stuff that exactly. this year's a heavy as worried. Like, right. Yep. It, and one of the other things is like, they can say like on the first link that we listed here from Polygon, um, it's showing off a ton of games, ton, uh, it's showing off all the big games, what you'd expect. Um, and things like, uh, like the Harry Potter like Hogwarts uh, yeah, Legacy we know game. About that. We know nothing about that game. There's, I can almost guarantee it's not coming out this year. There's yeah. no way. Like It would have to be much further along in them showing literally nothing on it yep. to make that happen. Um, but to be honest, Elden I'm really Ring, excited. Elden Ring I really want more of, but it's, it's going to happen when it happens. There's no rushing from software on anything. No. That's damn true. I do expect some things like Gotham Knights this year, though. And that, yeah. looks, that looks pretty fun. Um, yeah, Hollow Knight. Yeah. I was going to say Hollow Knight Silk Song, I keep forgetting about because I loved Hollow Knight so much. Um, I keep forgetting that they were doing a, a sequel by using Silk Song yeah. um, because it's a different character that you encountered during the game. Um, so it's little ones like that. Honestly, the, the big titles, I'm not as hyped for. I know that they'll drop eventually, and I'll be happy yep. to play them when they do, but I don't need them day one as bad. Um, 
the biggest thing that I want day one out of any of this stuff is the medium. Like, yeah, yeah. God, that's a really cool idea of what they're doing in that in that article with like the yeah. little scroll over bar to change the world that you're in. Yeah, that's basically what I was gonna say. Is like, I, I think the thing is that the like last year's games were basically the height of what the last generation was capable of, right? So we had. You know, within the last couple of years, I guess, the Spider-Man, uh, God of War, Last of Us 2. So, like, really, it's like, okay, this is what these consoles are capable of. And then this year, you know, the end of this year, we got, okay, here is our first kind of shot at next-gen. Mm -hmm. And we don't really know what the capability of next-gen is going to be for, you know, five years. So, for this year, a lot of the games that are coming out for next-gen it's kind of hard to get excited for because it it's like, okay, do they even really know how this console works? And then it's hard to get excited for the stuff coming out on last gen because, well, that's old now. So it's kind of in a weird position. Um, this is going to be similar to, uh, what was the year that the, the PS4 and the Xbox One came out? Like the year after that, were there any like groundbreaking games? Probably not. I can't so, remember. That's probably not, a, again. probably not a great <laughs> sign. <laughs> So we just have to wait for GTA Five to release again, and we'll be good. Yeah, once that—that's how we know we're over the hump. Yeah, that's how you know you made it. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so let us know what you guys—you uh, know what what you guys are thinking for your most anticipated. You can do that over on Facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. As well, follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live. But for Mammoth Games Inc., I am one of your hosts, Night Swarm. With me as always, Filtered Bird. And I'm back, Johnny Riot. Have a good one, guys.